We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Keith had a great weekend frying himself. (laughs) He had a weekend (laughs) on the soccer field. And now, Keith, we get get crispy fried, sunburned Keith Smith here. You can find him on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. You can find me at Trevor underscore Lane. Keith, how are you feeling? Just kind of even sitting up is difficult right now, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little sore. I um, I in general, I listen to my wife more. Um, I should really listen to her when she's like, you know, you should put some sunscreen on. We had a uh, uncommonly warm weekend. It was up uh, up near 90 on Saturday and then uh, in the mid 80s uh, yesterday on Sunday. And we were out on the soccer field. Our, our daughter's team went uh, to the finals of a soccer tournament. Anybody who's played in those or has Long kids day. knows you kind of go into that not knowing what that second day is going to look like and we ended up out there all day and it was great i mean they they did ended in absolute heartbreak we uh oh. lost in penalty kicks in the finals and mm-hmm. uh, as i know you know trevor our daughter is the keeper so she was a uh, pretty broken hearted it went to the 12th oh, one gosh. um and she had saved four prior um to to that and uh just the last one tipped in off her fingers just a you know good hit and you know it was what it was but yeah, tough, tough, uh, tough, tough go um, for for the girls, but they they played great. You know, she hadn't allowed a goal all tournament up until, and she had actually in the final with about four minutes left saved a penalty kick oh, nice. uh, earlier. So yeah, so that was you know you know we we kind of like all right, she saved that one like all right, they you know soccer god smiled upon them, but they just couldn't punch one across in the final. But you know, with with a little bit of time, we'll heal all wounds and mm-hmm. they'll they'll uh, be happy with their second place but yeah i'm uh i'm hurting <laughs> today I'm, I'm a little little sunburned so if, if you guys see me like if you're watching on youtube and you see me kind of wiggling around in the chair and moving it's because it's it's a struggle to find a comfortable spot to sit but you know alas we power through we bigger problems in the world we find a way we find a way yeah. to, to get it done um mls also came back this this yeah. week and that was a lot i really enjoyed watching that the uh the galaxy got an exciting win and at the in the 90th minute with a chicharito goal your uh orlando team did really well they got a, a 2-0 did, win yeah. so um so soccer's back it gives us a distraction from what the lakers are doing right now um <laughs> oh, but, but we have a lot to break down 
around the this NBA. This is NBA front office show, yes. not Lakers Nation. So mm. we'll be able to not talk about yes. that, fortunately, for you. For for it will give you a brief respite from it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's much <laughs> needed. Uh, let's start things off with Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons now dealing with back soreness after ramping things up. I've got this is it's weird. It's like I understand Philadelphia 76ers fans are upset still with Ben Simmons. And they and sure. so there's a lot of them like kind of celebrating that that Ben Simmons is, you know, is dealing with a back issue or his back's bugging him. Um, 76ers fans are also now now instantly James Harden defenders. And a lot of them were the same people criticizing James Harden <laughs> not that long ago. But now they're, you know, now they're all, you know, what James Harden doesn't get doesn't get fouled all that much or or no, it's it's well, if you don't want him to shoot that many free throws, then stop fouling don't him. Follow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Anyway, Ben Simmons back issues as he started to ramp up, maybe to be expected if you haven't been playing for a while. And now suddenly you start playing that you're going to be dealing with some things. But Keith, I wanted to bring it up because it fits into your conspiracy theory here that suddenly he's got a back issue and maybe that will keep him out of the game against the 76ers in Philly. Yeah. And in, to be fair, Ben Simmons has battled back yes. issues in the past. He missed a chunk of the playoffs uh, a few years back uh, due to a back issue. I think that might even been the bubble playoffs if, if I remember correctly. Um, so that doesn't overly surprise me um, that he's he's got this kind of going on. And there was some talk when he first returned to Philadelphia that that was part of what was going to take him a while to ramp his conditioning up. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I don't, I don't think this is completely made up or anything like that, but I do think it is kind of convenient that in 10 days or so, uh, you know, maybe by then it'll be feeling good enough for him to, to get out there. Somebody asked me the other day, I think it was in a radio appearance, how long does he have to play for then to be effective in the postseason? And I said, that's not an easy question to answer because this is not come back and play with a bunch of guys you've played with. This is come back, play a different role with a whole new group of guys. So I think you would want, you know, as close to a month as you could get of, of games. And even then, can he play every game? Are they going to play Kevin Durant every mm -hmm. game? Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but still don't know what Kyrie Irving's playing status will look like. So, yeah, so it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this goes, but I continue to hold to my belief. We will not see him play in that March 10th game in Philadelphia. And maybe shortly thereafter that he'll come back from the, from the Nets perspective. If it's anywhere close, I'm probably just holding him out of that game as much as personally, yeah. I, as you know, and you and I, we want to see him play in that sure. game because of all the drama and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm the nets from their perspective, if it's uh, Hey, he's, we think he might be able to come back that game. That's like, that would be his first game. I'm going to say, nah, let, let's make the next game his yep. first game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no reason not yeah. to push that. It just doesn't, you know, I mean, that's going to be, There'll be time for that later. You know, I guess is the way I think about that. All right, let's jump from there to the Kyrie Irving thing. Who Kyrie has been was fantastic the other night. Um, looked looked great. Um, but now it sounds like we're getting closer to the vaccine mandate being being lifted, which would in theory allow him to play in home games. Except there's still another mandate in place that would perhaps prevent him. Although he would be allowed into the building now but would not yeah. be able to play. I don't think that's going to stay long-term, right? I think once the city mandate gets lifted, you'll probably see all the other ones get lifted too, and then we'll be fine. But if it does stay that way, 
to me, that's where it really crosses the line. Like if he's allowed in the building and you can argue that there shouldn't be a reason why he, that there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to play right now. But if he's allowed in the building to sit on the bench and not play in the game, that, that to me really makes no sense. And there was some countering to that. There was some counter reporting that mm-hmm. came out that said he would not be allowed in the, in the building okay. as an employee. If he wants to buy a ticket and sit in the stands, which there's nothing that can stop him, which that is also, I don't fully grasp no. that. I will say though, I, I don't know if you saw it. I'm going to guess not. The mayor of New York did come out today and said this morning in an interview that the private sector mandate, which is basically if you're going to go work in it, in it, it was really designed out of the office buildings. But if you're going to go work in an office building, you still have to have your first dose because they don't want the idea behind it is they don't want you and I sitting next to each other and passing back and forth COVID or sure. anything like that. So, um, but it applies across the board. He came out and said he's not sure that when that one will get lifted and specifically referenced Kyrie Irving and said it wouldn't be fair to everybody else to do this for one individual player just because he's an athlete. So we'll see. I mean, we're still down to, I think it was eight games the other day. I think now it's down to seven. Um, And as far as I've been told, everyone with the Nets is hopeful and optimistic, which they've said, but they're still planning as if we're not going to have them for home games. We're building out our plan. And then if we do, Great. It, it's you kind of almost think of it as if it's an injury or something. Great, then we can get the guy back in there. But yeah, it's uh it definitely still still remains a mess you know, to to this point. It it really is, and you know they got a big win over the Bucks. Kyrie was great. Mm-hmm. What thirty eight points, um, five assists. I mean he and I'm just watching him out on the floor. You went, oh my gosh! Like there's there's very few players that could pull off the things that he was pulling off in that game. Yeah. I mean he just looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But still, just going back to logic, and I know it's, but it's different being in an NBA arena and being out on the court than being in an office building. So logic sure. tells me if he's allowed yeah. to buy a ticket and be in the game and be there, if he can buy a, a ticket for the front row and be sitting right there for courtside seats, he should be able to play in the game. So we'll see if ultimately, you know, that prevails or, or what happens here, but something to keep an eye on. And I think something that I mean, we're talking about something that could potentially have a major impact in the outcome of the Eastern Conference playoffs, maybe the outcome of yep. which team winds up winning it all at the end of the season here. Sure. Yeah. It's, it is funny too. I'll say two things. One is there's all these people who go on Twitter every time a new thing comes uh-huh. out. It's like, see, Kyrie won. Won what? I mean, he's already missed like 60 mm-hmm. plus games. Like he didn't, he didn't win anything here. Um, and then you get a bunch of people who fire back with, he could play, just get vaccinated. No one is changing their minds on this situation. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's not even worth the argument that people get into. Like it is, you know, it is what it is at this point. You know, we'll all, we're going to do is report on what is and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know for me, I don't have a lot of interest in getting into the opinion part of it anymore because it's, you know, everybody's locked in where they're going to yes. be on this this one. So, yep. yeah, absolutely. All right. And some positive news. Michael Porter Jr. There's some hope that he's going to play again this season. And if that, if that happens, if that happens, the Denver Nuggets could quickly become the proverbial team nobody wants to see in the first round yeah. in, in the Western Conference. You get Jamal Murray back, you get Michael Porter Jr., you could be off and running in uh, in Denver. I mean, and besides just, you know, what this could mean for the Nuggets, it's always nice to hear a player, you know, recovering from injury, particularly something as, as potentially serious as what he's been dealing with. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that that just surface level, that's great. But this this is another thing that could have a major impact on the playoffs, which are quickly approaching. Yeah, I said on Twitter they could be the actual team nobody have, nobody wants to play, right? Because we we'll do that. I mean, we're gonna do it too. Yeah, sure. Where it's you know, oh, this team's a you know five, six, seven, eight seed, and nobody wants to see them. And it's like we all fall in love with generally the same team, and then usually that team gets swept in the first round or something and gets you know beaten fairly easily. But then in the case of the Nuggets, that could be very real because this is a team that is his uh at full strength is really really good so yeah and you know hey i'm all for you know let's get the nets to full strength let's get the the nuggets to full strength let's get full strength teams uh by the postseason because it just makes the playoffs that much better and these playoffs already look like they're going to be really good on both sides so you know i think uh you know i i I mean, we'll, of course, we'll have a couple walkover series just because it happens. We've still got a month and a half to go in the regular season anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, who knows who will, who will be available by the time we get to that point. But it really is one of those things where right now, today, it looks like man, we could have great series, you know, in every, uh, you know, uh, series, great long series in every series mm-hmm. on both sides of the bracket. So um, I'm excited for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be fantastic to see. Uh, Speaking of back injuries, Draymond Green returns to Mm -hmm. practice for the Warriors. Now, it doesn't sound like he's doing everything, doing five on zero conditioning and things like that, which to be expected. No contact. Yeah. Your first practice back, you're not going to be doing a bunch of contact. But still, this is a big step. Um, the Warriors have been, I mean, they haven't been quite as good since losing Draymond. There's no question. Which, which, Their defense just isn't as good. Exactly. Yet. Which is which is to be expected. He is a, a tremendous player. By the way, last night's game, the Warriors and the Mavs was fantastic. The Mavs, incredible resilience to bounce back and eventually win that game. But this could be big for the Warriors to get Draymond back in, reintegrate him, because there's going to be a little that, bit of that kind of getting reacclimated to Draymond being out on the floor, figuring out your rotation again, all that sort of stuff. And then getting him back in time for that that playoff push to really be be firing on all, on all cylinders come playoff time. So uh, big development here for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, and they're getting pressed from behind now. The Grizzlies are only a game and a half back, so it's it's uh, really tightened up there in the West. And you know, Memphis continues to play well. They they you know they rarely lose more than a couple games in a row. So I, I think they're going to hang hang in that. And I think it's and it's you know interesting with Memphis too because they're the Jazz behind them for the the three four. So Memphis is has that motivation to keep pushing because mm-hmm. not only can they catch the Warriors, they're trying to hold off the Jazz too. So I think that has become you know one of the more interesting races. I still think the Suns. I know they've lost two in a row now without Chris Paul yeah. and all that. I still think they're fine. They're six games clear of Golden State. I can't imagine that deficit gets made up. But yeah, it is. It's funny. I also you know what was interesting. I was looking at it today, and I was like, wow. We generally by this time of year, we have a team that's maybe cracked 50 wins mm-hmm. yeah they might be sitting at something like you know 50 and nine or you know 51 and nine or something uh instead the 60 game point and we're we're not there which kind of makes when i look back at like those warriors teams like how ridiculous it is yeah month and a half to go and these teams are three games away from you know what the warriors did you know record wise it's just that's really unbelievable how many and this is kind of an aside. How many legitimate answers do you think there are to the question right now, who's winning this year's NBA championship? 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that's a great question. I, you don't have, I wouldn't have to go too hard to probably get to eight teams that I feel like could actually win it. Which is not, that's not the norm. And that that's my no. point. That's my point. Yeah. Like you think about that Warriors season, it was like, okay, it's going to be the Warriors. And if it's not the Warriors, <laughs> it's going to be the couple, Cavs. Yeah, right. Yeah. You've got a couple other yep. teams. That's that's it. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, there's so many teams where I'm I'm looking at the standings right now and I'm like, it wouldn't shock me if it was them. Oh, but it wouldn't shock me if it was this team. There's so many different yeah. possibilities, which yeah. as you referenced earlier, could be setting us up for a really exciting playoffs this year. Um, Knocking on wood just <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> Speaking of teams that nobody wants to see come playoff time though, Paul George now making progress. Now the Clippers were yeah. still playing coy in terms of an actual return date. Ty Lue said he doesn't know exactly when he's going to return still needs more time. So we don't, we can't even say he's going to be back this season, but all we know is that they did imaging recently and showed that he is indeed making progress, which that's, that's great news. I don't know if it gets him back this season, but if he suddenly comes back, I think the Clippers are going to be that much more dangerous, obviously come playoff time. Yeah. And to add to that for all that it went quiet, we still have not been told anything on Kawhi. Mm -hmm with certainty yet either. So that is, uh, that's, that's one of where you kind of start looking and you're like, huh, like you know, where, where, where could this go? You know, I, I still think you're, we're getting down to, if they're not looking like they're going to be back within the next two or three weeks, it's probably at that point you say, we're going to run with what we have. Yeah. There's no reason to try to reintegrate these guys. Cause again, you need to, you need some time to get out there, be on the court, if you want to get in the playoff games, but you know, they're playing pretty good, right? They're, they're right there with Minnesota for that seven, eight spot. They, they've created a little bit of distance now on the Lakers uh, on both of them. So yeah, let's see where that goes you know, with, with them. But yeah, I mean, if you could get even one of those two guys back, yeah, that turns into all of a sudden, you know, if you're the Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, you're like, man, we had these great seasons and it's Denver. Yep. Clippers, Dallas, like sitting on that other side. And it's like, really? Like, you know, like I got to deal with this now. <laughs> like that just, you know, that, that feels almost like, man, like maybe I, maybe next year we don't push so hard. I don't <laughs> right. know. <laughs> right. And this is, you know, I think we should mention that the Clippers, they've done this before with injuries. We saw it last year in the playoffs where sure. they were sort of not being very forthcoming with how injured Kawhi actually was. Yeah. And yeah. now here they are kind of doing something similar. So well, you never know. 
you never know what what's actually going on there. No, it's funny just on that standing stuff too. Same thing exists in the East, right? Because mm-hmm. you got Brooklyn sitting there oh, maybe yeah. in the seven or eight spot. That's like really like Miami and Chicago. Like Chicago has their best season in decades or not decades, like a decade. And it's like, hey, now you get a first round matchup with the Kevin Brooklyn Durant Nets. and like, Kyrie and yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Here's here's Kevin Durant for seven games. Good luck, <laughs> knowing you know he could win two or three by himself. And- like, Here's home court advantage. Oh, wait, that just means Kyrie can play in a yeah, game seven against Kyrie us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, hmm. It just does feel a little bit like, thanks for yeah. this. Like, I you know, appreciate that. But yeah. Uh, let's move on to another injured star. Damian Lillard uh, underwent ab surgery six weeks ago. He's made progress. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated two to three weeks. We're getting so close to the end of the season now. Two, two. Yeah, he's I not don't coming. see him actually playing. I mean, good, to, good yeah. to hear that he's making progress, but yep. I don't, I don't see a reason why the Blazers bring him back. The only way is if it's one of those get him in the last couple games, just so he he can play, feel good going into the summer. The Paul George, maybe, but it doesn't seem like it's the kind of injury you need to rebuild confidence in yourself in, like what. Paul George went through with the broken leg. Um, so yeah, my guess is he's, he's when I saw that and they said two to three weeks reevaluated three weeks puts us, you know, we're starting it real close to the end of March and that's, you know, means there's only about two, two, two and a half weeks left in the season. So yeah, I, I, I find it hard to believe he comes back. You know, it's so funny too, because now, you know, Nurkic is shut down. They went through that, Right after the trades, they got that little bump and started mm-hmm. winning a bunch of games, and now they've lost a couple in a row. New Orleans has won a couple, and it's like, all right, where are we going with this tenth seed in the uh, in the West? Does anybody actually want it? <laughs> like, who who's trying to win this this uh, you know last play in spot? Not the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, let's get it well okay we've got a little bit more positive injury news from your hometown team markel fultz yeah making his season debut yeah. tonight welcome back markel fultz that's yeah a, that's really a good, good yeah no this is great the, the magic have been he's been going through practices for a while doing contact work and now they're finally going to get him back on the floor and for orlando this is you know they have played they've got 20 game 21 games left so this is put him out there with Jalen Suggs with Cole Anthony with RJ Hampton. Mm-hmm. Let's really see what we have in this grouping of these guys in the backcourt. Cause these are our guys that we all have signed for, you know, at least the next couple of seasons. Let's see what that looks like uh, here. Let's start to figure out that process. My guess is you, we're going to see a lot of three guard groupings. They've been doing it already. Cause they play, you know, Suggs, Anthony and Harris together sometimes and those kind of things um, sometimes with Hampton too. Um, so yeah, that's it. It's really good. It's just going to be good to see him back out there too. They, they were, they were, Better than I think people remember because it was now feels like it was forever ago. Um, but they were playing okay at the start of last season. Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt, and then they everything kind of went to crap. And then they you know blew up the team and moved in a different direction, which I don't disagree with. It was the right move yeah. to do that. But you know it is important to remember like he he was playing pretty good. So um, yeah, so I'm excited to see him back. Still nothing because people are invariably going to ask. Nothing on Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Um, they have not even, you know, other than anytime there's even a chance to ask, it's he's working hard, he's doing well, you know, no setbacks, and that's, that's we, we hear 
get no updates. So I'm starting to think again, you get to the beginning of March, which will be tomorrow. And the guys haven't played. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we don't see them this yeah. year. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Lakers fans, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. I've not, yeah. I've not seen him either. So you got to start wondering there too. Do we actually see him this season? Um, that's kind of, that's going to be an interesting what if to go back and look at, because that's how they use the taxpayer mid level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Was on, was on him and they've, you know, it's unfortunate, right? Cause it, you know, he got hurt so late in the year, but it's, uh, but yeah, it's, um, you know, that, that was a, you know, missed opportunity in retrospect, right? It looked like a good signing. I was high yeah. on it when they made it. Um, but yeah, I, I do kind of like, would you just knowing all things being equal, would you have just kept Dennis Schroeder for that money? I don't think he would have taken mm-hmm. it from the Lakers. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those, that's one of those things when I think we go back on it. Yeah. I don't think that makes the difference between a you know, 10, 10 game no, swing no, no, record. No, 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 no definitely not. But like, yeah, it just, it, it is hurt for sure. Right. And it sucked the way it went down too. Cause it happened right at the end of the preseason yep. when you kind of Frank Vogel had his rotations built. He knew where he was going with everything. And it's like, now major guy is out there we gotta figure this out so and it's been but, constantly yeah. okay well, is he oh, oh at first it was three weeks and then okay by december yeah. okay no wait now end of january oh no end of march now so it's been just one yeah. step up which i'm sure he's extremely frustrated as well i kind of wonder too that one starts to lean towards i don't know if i'd play him and just you know then you can tell hey yeah no he looks really good you know, in, in workouts and practices, he looks great because you get him back on the floor and he doesn't look good. All of a sudden, teams are going to be like, I don't know about that $5 million next right. year. Like, Which he's probably going to pick that, do. Up, that option. I, I got to believe he picks it up. I, I would be shocked if he didn't at this point. All right. Speaking of point guard injuries, Rajon Rondo, toe sprain. So he's out for probably a couple of weeks here. And in a re- resulting move, Tim Frazier signed by the Cavs to at least kind of <laughs> Hold down the fort while Rondo is out. Tim Frazier, man, that dude, keep keep going, Tim <laughs> Frazier, right. man. Or you know, he's gonna be like Ish Smith. By the end of it, they'll have each played for every, every all, team. Combine them, they'll have each played for all thirty <laughs> teams. Like it seems like it's where we're headed. But you know, that's there's benefit in just being a solid mm-hmm. vet that teams know like stays ready. We can throw him in there if we need to and and go. But yeah, I mean, a lot of Brandon Goodwin minutes right now because he's the only healthy ball handler that the Cavs have, and then they're kind of using Chetty Osman as the backup there. So that's a little, you know, that that's probably not going to work all that great. Thomas Sadoransky waived by the Spurs and he's going to sign with the wizards. He's going to be, be rejoining them. So Sadoransky to, to Washington. Um, I don't, I don't get, yeah, that. it's a little weird. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe he really liked it. Yeah. There. I mean, just familiarity that could be, I mean, role Gotta is be. just offering yeah. minutes. I mean, I guess I don't, I mean, but they, they're, they're not good. They're probably not. I mean, they're only two games behind Lawrence and Hawks. So maybe they could catch them for the, for a playing mm-hmm. spot. But I don't know if I was the wizards, I wouldn't be pushing for that. I like just, you know, let me make sure that they have their own pick. I think they do. Right. Yeah. They have their own picks. So just, you know, that, that yeah, that one's weird. Not the bio part of it. That makes right. complete yeah. sense. You know, Spurs, last thing the Spurs need is that, you know, 500 guards mm-hmm. on that team, it feels like. But, yeah, I don't – why the Wizards? Like, I feel like they're a handful of contenders could have offered him a bigger role. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, Tyreek Evans is working out for the Bucks, trying to work his way back into the NBA, the one-time Rookie of the Year, I believe, when he was in his first year. He was the, well, been. Obviously his first year, but yeah, I believe he was Rookie of the Year. Uh, guy who's shown some versatility over the course of his career and now trying to get back into the NBA. He was exiled for a while and now... Two years. Yeah, yep. and now here he is. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make in terms of fit and all that kind of stuff with, with the Bucks, but talent-wise, he's been good. I know we've talked about him before. He wasn't great in his last stop, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to work out a player like this. There's no, no. nothing yeah, wrong I with mean, that. Yeah, I mean, see if there's something yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. And for the Bucs, even if, let's say it's the Bucs or one of these other teams, you put him at the end of your bench, you can put him in, you know, later in, in you know a game and see what kind of comes of it it's it's almost kind of how jr smith's career got restarted mm-hmm. right lance stevenson this yeah. year his career kind of got restarted in a similar way so yeah I me mean, yeah, i wasn't great last time uh, when we saw him with the pacers in 2018-19 um but yeah and now he's i think he's 32 now yeah he's 32 now so he'll be 33 at the start of next season but you know well let's see where it goes and you're absolutely correct 2009 2010 rookie there of the year for the sacramento kings there it is uh haywood highsmith that feels like it was a lifetime ago right pretty much was. you know what's funny that was his career high scoring his rookie season was his rookie year 20.1 points per game i'm on the basketball reference page right now looking at it yeah 20.1 points per game uh and then he kind of he went down in scoring for let's see uh-huh. one two three four consecutive seasons after that but kind of settled into a different kind of role after those first couple of years i would have to imagine that for any assuming you know if, for any player whose career has gone past their rookie year that's probably very rare for the rookie year yeah. to be their high in points i wonder I yeah. like how many other players can say that probably not many yeah, I mean, especially guys who, yeah, they played, like you said, went on to play, you know, for several mm-hmm. seasons after. Yeah. It's kind of an, I don't know, that's an off-season. Yes, process. yeah, that, that's something to look at when, when we're not in season. <laughs> um, I was about to take us down a path and like, let's start looking at <laughs> Let's find <laughs> out. We're going to no. be four hours later. <laughs> well, you were right. We didn't find All one. All right. Well, Tyreek <laughs> Evans gets that, that claim to fame. Haywood Highsmith uh, signs a 10-day with the Miami Heat. Second. Second 10-day. Okay. So this is it then? Well, first 10-day. His first was actually an 11-day deal. Um, but P, I don't know how many people know this. A 10-day is the greater of 10 days or three games uh, because That's he signed right. it before the All-Star break. It carried through the All-Star break, so he ended up on an 11-day deal. Now a second. And then if the Heat want to keep him after this one, they have to sign him for the rest of the season. Okay. Uh, Armani Brooks goes to the G League in t- instead of taking a two-way deal. So that's 
interesting. Most players would take a two-way deal, but maybe there's some reason. Yeah. That. It sounds like what's going on with, I don't know if this is the case with Armani Brooks or not, but a lot of teams are these late two ways. They're insisting on them being two year, two way deals. And a lot of guys don't want to do that. They don't want to lock in on a two way for two years. They'd rather, yeah, I'll take a two way for the rest of the year, catch on, finish out with the team. And then, free agent in mm -hmm. the summer and then i can you know kind of pick my next spot and go from there not a lot of guys are interested in locking in for two years on on two-way deals uh there is signs too next year may transition back to the original two-way limits where there's game limits and all those other mm -hmm. things on them um just as we you know hopefully get further away from covid impacted seasons but it's yeah i don't know what's going on with him specifically but that is kind of interesting that he turned down two-way opportunities my guess is he probably feels like because this guy is a knockdown shooter yeah. when he plays usually he probably feels like i will get a real shot to catch on with a team uh here on a 10-day maybe on the rest of the season contract and go from there last thing we've got for today let's finish with some irony matt ryan signs with the celtics <laughs> because of course yeah. not that <laughs> yeah yeah, this one's kind of funny, You're right? So the the um, the Celtics are, if we go back after the trade deadline, they had five open roster spots. Um, they filled two of them uh, with Luke Cornett on a rest of the season contract, and then they they signed Sam Hauser, who was one of their two way players. Um, but that just in turn opened up that two-way spot. Uh, Ryan went to training camp with the Denver Nuggets. He's been playing for the Grand Rapids Gold and more recently played with Team USA in the World Cup qualifiers. Um, they, they, they build that team mostly from G League guys, but there's veterans. Isaiah Thomas played with that team a couple times ago, and then um, Joe Johnson uh, recently just played with them as well. Um, so, yeah, so it sounds like when that's all wrapped up, he's going to join the Celtics on a two-way. Um, we'll see if that's one of those two-year two-ways or not. Uh, he's a six-foot-seven forward, has some shooting range. Um, he made, I want to say it's about 38% of his three-pointers on almost 10 attempts per game in the G League. So that's pretty good volume. And that's what Brad Stevens said. They were looking for shooting and shooting with size. Yeah, what everybody wants is let's find our Duncan Robinson, mm -hmm. right? Let's find a guy who we bring in and we develop him and go from there. And he's kind of got similar-ish mold to Robinson where he's, a, again, good size, can really shoot. He's a little older uh, of a prospect like Robinson was. I kept him from getting drafted. So, yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, if nothing else, this is a it's a two-way spot for the rest of the year. And, you know, you kind of go from there. But And then they've got two guys on 10 days. So the Celtics still kind of have three mm -hmm. standard open roster spots to see. Uh, by, by the way, tomorrow, uh, March 1st, right. is the buyout deadline. Um, so what that means is not to add players. You can add players all the way up to the end of the season. But tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern, if guys aren't waived by then, then they're not eligible for the uh, playoffs. So anybody who's going to take a bio, it's going to happen by tomorrow. And there's doesn't seem like we're going to get much more on that front. Been kind of a dud of a buyout market yeah. this year, hasn't it? I think, you know, I think guys are not wanting to give up money. Yeah. I think that's the one thing, which if you think about it right after a couple uncertain seasons, mm -hmm. probably makes some sense to, to hang on to your money. A lot of these guys still, um, a lot of that money went into escrow accounts and those kind of things. Um, and then I think the second thing is I think teams are, they're not putting their, you know, 
uh, faith in we got to do the bio market because it's got to work for us with that. So, yeah, that's the I, I, I think we're in a position where just, you know, it's it is what it is. You know, we'll see. Probably, I mean, at this point, it looks like Goran Dragic, mm-hmm. probably the, the top one. biggest buyout guy. And we'll, you know, see you know, where that goes. It looked OK yeah. in his first game with Brooklyn the other day. So let's see you know how this all turns out. All right. Well, I think that wraps things up for today. Keith, you can go and, and try to rest your, your sunburn and <laughs> yeah, but get I go some put that on aloe. a bunch of aloe and <laughs> go do uh, school pickup with the air conditioning blasting <laughs> on me. So, yeah, yeah it'll be a, I'm sure I'll be a sight to behold. <laughs> but All right. Well, feel better. Uh, in front of the show, we're going to get to watch Keith throughout the week as he as his sunburn heals up. He'll turn different shades and all that. So just a, and then it peels and everything that's else. Right. It'll look like a mess. Yeah, it'll be just fun. another reason to tune in <laughs> to the NBA front office show. But we do appreciate yep. everybody who's watching. <laughs> we appreciate all of you. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA front office show. Turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, stay safe and see ya. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.